Oh, howdy there, Joseph Rosensteel. Uh, howdy, partner. <laughs> howdy, partner. How are you on this fine Tuesday morning? Well, I reckon my condition ought to improve once I get going. <laughs> yeah, I, I do need that caffeine to go ahead and kick in that black gold, if you will. I suppose I, I should have said oil. <laughs> if, if and you, if and you will. Well, see, modern, modern times, we don't use that old, that old oil anymore. We got them big old fan blades spinning out in the field. So black gold done become coffee these days. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I am, I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, 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 uh, Tuesday. It it's is. A, today. It's an, it's a normal, normal Tuesday morning. I've had my cornflakes and banana, uh, mm. and some water, and, uh, soon I'll have some black gold, and everything will be great. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, cornflakes. What is your preferred sogginess level of cornflakes? Oh God! Don't even say soggy anywhere near <laughs> cereal. I am. I am. Uh, if, if, for anyone who listens to Most Important Meal, I am Team Brian all the way. Um, I, I do not. I, I put a little bit of milk in, um, and I try to consume whatever it is as quickly as possible. I an example, I love life cereal. I think it's very 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 good, but it has such a short existence that is preferred for me uh before it suddenly becomes a very bad, very mushy thing and I can't I can't eat it at that point. And I like it's not it's not so much of a bother for me. I will still eat cereal once it's become a little bit soggy, but and I think I mentioned this on that show. Um, my mom, growing up, she has some sort of gag reflex tied to soggy cereal. And so I have literally seen her throw up before because she saw a bowl of soggy fruity pebbles. <laughs> like she cannot stand the look of it, much less the texture of any sort of soggy cereal. Uh, and so I think that just has carried through into me. But again, like I don't gag if I get some cereal that's a little bit soggy. Okay, so what about you, cornflakes? How how do you like them? Uh I see I'm a little bit of a Goldilocks kind of a person. Like I I don't <laughs> want it to be crunchy like it is like out of the box and I do like to have milk in it, uh but I also do not enjoy it once it's like turned to uh mush. So I I I just I like a little softening to have occurred inside of the liquid that it is inside of, but not I, I'm not looking for I'm not looking for for total total sog. <laughs> we do like a little softness to occur, yeah, a little softening mm -hmm. to occur. Uh, makes sense. Okay, well, uh, now that we've had our <laughs> breakfast, we've dis discussed our breakfast softness. Um, we can <laughs> move on to other topics. Oh Lord, breakfast softness. Uh, mm -hmm. You've heard of uh, Flickr? I have. I was just signing into it this morning. As a matter of fact. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mm -hmm. um I I remember um Flickr being the place uh where my very good photographer friend would show me photos that she had taken and um had posted online. And Flickr um has always 
been in my mind, uh, sort of tied to Yahoo. And so it was, it was like, create a Yahoo account so you can have a Flickr account is how I remember things going. Um, I used it throughout its life to upload photos occasionally, um, but I was never a huge Flickr person. Uh, it just sort of was a thing that existed in my mind along with uh, Tumblr and all of those other sort of uh, web properties that lost some some vowels. Oh my! You you're a you're a big flicker flickerer. Yeah, yeah. You flicked um, quite a bit. I haven't I haven't flicked in a while. Um, the last upload I have is from September 10th of 2015. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh it's gone by the wayside. Uh, I didn't, I hadn't even like signed in to look at anything in a long time. Wow. I, this, uh, this airplane photo is really cool. Oh, the one from, uh, Playa del Rey? Yes. Yeah. You can stand basically right underneath, uh, LAX, uh, air, <laughs> air traffic and, uh, look at all the planes. Ooh, chip. Yeah. Is that a chipmunk or a squirrel? Uh, probably a squirrel guessing i don't know what you're looking at <laughs> does <laughs> yeah, it have, a, does it have a tail a chipmunk or a squirrel uh yeah. it does it has i think it's a squirrel it has a long tail yeah, okay um oh my and then there's this scary elephant seal creature uh, that well that would be an elephant seal they're they're uh unattractive um in person <laughs> yes they yeah. uh they do not i i really i think you've you've had you have some very creative naming um <laughs> naming names here I, I don't know what i'm trying to say your names for these photos are very creative um no they're not no they're not they're directly just <laughs> they're just dumps from the camera right dsc underscore zero zero nine two so i'm i yeah. guess then you were using it sort of as a um storage place or did you edit any of these before you posted them um, I would, uh, classically, uh, edit these in Aperture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was, I was a user of Aperture from, uh, version two to version three to three point whatever when they finally killed it. Um, and, uh, that, that was my, my primary thing that I would, I would use that for. Uh, and I also have switched to Lightroom for doing my photo editing these days, but I don't upload anything, uh, really onto, uh, the the flicks anymore. Uh, so it's it's a, a little bit of a moot point. Doesn't matter. Uh, but the uh, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I uh, I'm I'm bummed about the condition of the service. It was a good place for me to put stuff that uh, I needed to share with other people who were interested primarily in. Please send me your vacation photos, and I didn't want to send like five thousand photos on an email so i could just send my mom a link to the album or whatever and just right. be like there you go i'm done yes um, i mean that then that that that's that is what i used it for when i had photos on uh flickr was again like at the time um it was the best place that i can remember sort of storing lots of photos all at once and having them be something that you had more control over uh, in terms of like who you wanted to share it with and how you wanted to share it. Because, you know, Facebook 
you upload photos and everybody's notified the moment that you post them and it becomes like this, you know, commenting spree or whatever. It it was this is much less of a of a I don't know what am I what am I trying to say? This is a better place for just again like sharing them out as opposed to making it some sort of social networking experience. And I can remember actually now it's just coming to me that I got published in a couple uh, online uh, graphic design magazines way back when, when I was uh, doing graphic design work freelance um, by posting stuff to my my Flickr and uh, these different people that you know that put together these magazines coming across it there on Flickr. Um, so there was a certain level of sort of discovery, and I think a level of professionalism maybe that that is tied to it like it's not a play it wasn't like posting something to twitter and it's just so that you could share it. like this is it's a little bit more portfolio ish uh it has more of that feel i think yeah um it it is definitely more serious and more of a portfolio thing um i may have just sent you a photo of me uh with a, a mai tai and uh my pinky out when um, in doubt pinky out <laughs> no but the uh it, it was a it, it had a social aspect to it but the nice thing was you did not need to engage in that um in a performative way like uh it wasn't it wasn't Twitter where there it's primarily a text thing, so you needed to to have a uh, some tweet storm about your vacation and describe everything about it and upload every photo as a separate thing. Um, you also uh, didn't uh, have the situation that you were in with the, with Instagram, um, where <laughs> every photo is sort of like a moment, an experience, and it's like. Well, I've got like five photos. What do you want me to do? And not only and, that, every photo is like 300 by 300 with mm-hmm. uh, like 10 resolution. And also every photo has six layers of filtering on top of it. So it was not a, yeah, it's not a place to share just good old photos in an album. It was take the time to create this artisanally crafted Instagram creation. It's like, no, I just want to upload a bunch of photos and call them all what they were called when they came off of the camera. DSC 0381. The, uh, it was Instagram. It was also, uh, a reason why I didn't use it for a long time. Like you were saying was a resolution and the quality of the images that were, on the website, they, they, they and also uh, the forced crop. Remember that mm-hmm. um, back in the day, it used back to be in the day. <laughs> back in the old days, uh, it was it was a square, and that was it. And whatever you were doing had to go in a square. And you know what? I don't think in squares. I think I think in large format. <laughs> I think in in rectangles. I'm no I think square. In, yeah, you you can't put me in a box. Um, but uh, I. I, uh, you know, they finally changed all these things and they made it so you could upload multiple photos onto the same whatever blob and swipe through them or whatever. But um, it is not the same thing at all. And if you wanted to organize your photos into like an album to be like, this is this particular moment in time, you can't really do that. You have to you have to do everything according to their system that they have uh, where it's everything's sort of a, dis- a discrete 
like post element um where uh you could have multiple photos on the same like little post thing uh, but then that just gets lost somewhere in your feed and you have no idea what you did with it it's not uh it, you can tag it with hashtags or whatever but it's just it's for the world and not really for you uh you're like broadcasting out like you know hey hey look at me um i'm having an aperol spritz or whatever and <laughs> Like it's a, it's a very different thing. Uh, there's also a community aspect to Flickr where mm -hmm. you would have hobbyists and, uh, professional photographers, uh, talking about camera equipment, uh, techniques that they use, blah, 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 blah. You could find these, um, they're essentially just, they're, you know, forums like old school, uh, internet forums, uh, about any topic you wanted to discuss or, or have the or to witness discussions of like you need to engage in it but uh it was nice to have all that stuff out there but um yahoo killed it because mm -hmm. that's what yahoo does um yahoo's the murderer uh it, it it's a uh, and it it started before marissa meyer um when yahoo was acquired i, I believe uh the previous um, people who ran Flickr, um, it was Stuart something who does Slack now. Um, and Stuart. yeah, his wife, Kristen, I want to say maybe, I don't know. Um, they, they, they basically just left when their vest, when their vested, whatever shares were up um, as is often the case with a lot of acquisitions. Uh, they had uh, been really unhappy with the process of getting on Yahoo because it was mostly Yahoo's primary concerns were getting everybody to have a Yahoo account and a Yahoo ID and to be logged in through Yahoo's system and to use Yahoo's other services. So they had to sort of weigh down feature development with uh, the Yahoo-iness of things. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people who had been on the platform didn't want to engage in any of the Yahoo aspects of it. And so some people left just because of that. Other people stuck with it, you know, uh, such as myself, um, in spite of that requirement. But the service basically didn't receive any major updates um, until Marissa Meyer came on the scene. Uh, and she's like, you know, this is really a valuable service and it really deserves uh, a, a first class experience. And then she messed it up <laughs> um, as, as it, uh, I could say this about basically every property that Yahoo had that Marissa Meyer touched when she was there. Um, uh, she made it into a disaster. Uh, the whole experience became centered around a photo stream, which was basically what you get like from Instagram, like a feed of things that's the primary focus you couldn't if somebody went to the url for your profile or whatever they no longer went to albums they went to photo stream and so they would only get whatever you had most recently updated uh, and a lot of professionals were turned off by that because whatever they had most recently updated wasn't always what they wanted to direct people to they wanted to show a portfolio of their work right uh so that was that was a bummer um and a lot of people left Flickr to go to smug mug over that um, and, uh, or, or to, um, what's the other one? 512, no, not 512. Uh, <laughs> 512 five, pixels. Five, no, five, I think it's 500 PX, uh, is the other. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it, like people left to go to those two places basically, um, if they were a professional. And if you were a casual user, um, you were like, this casual. is <laughs> for all the casuals out there, uh, uh, they, 
yeah, it was not worth dealing with the weirdness of this was not worth it compared to um, switching over to something like Instagram, which was much easier to deal with because Yahoo also added uh, the, I believe it's an Adobe product, Aviary. Uh, they're oh, yeah. sort of, yeah, they're crummy, uh, terrible web based photo editor thingy. Yeah, because like it would, it would, reduce the friggin quality if you opened it up inside of that application online like the the photo would lose quality assumingly assumingly assumedly so that it would load uh quicker as you were doing it on the web and it just it was just trash it was utter garbage and the fact is by that time uh many of us had again social networks where we could if all we were trying to do was have a place to post photos, or, or no, that's not what I was going to say. Um, not not that we would have social networks, but a lot of us would have um, services tied to our smartphones. And so Google Photos for Android users and uh, Apple's Photos services where you could create an online album and share a link to it. Those things were available, making it a lot simpler because they were more tied to where those of us who were casual were taking photos. Um, and, and it just sort of it lost it lost its steam. And, and it made sense that it did because no one paid any attention to this more difficult and more crummy experience. Yeah. And on top of that, um, Yahoo, uh, well, Flickr had, um, there basically you needed to pay for Flickr, uh, for a pro account. And that was like a, a big thing. Like a lot of people don't like paying for things online. Marissa Meyer knows that. Uh, and so they introduced free, uh, services that were supported by ads inserted in between your videos. Uh, I'm sorry, in between your photos uh, or videos, I guess, uh, that would uh, be just trashy, garbagey Yahoo ads um, for various web properties that would be uh, just inserted. So if you sent somebody a link to uh, something to check out and you were on the free thing, you were screwed. Um, and they wanted to move people off of the paid for one because advertising was worth more to them. So I forget what the incentive was. It was a... Uh, there was still like a cap on the one you paid for for total storage or whatever and whatever they, they but they they reversed their decision when a lot of the pro users who were still on the platform complained because they're just like you know we don't want ads ever like at all period so just give us an account we can pay for because otherwise we're not going to use your service and they made a big stink about it in the forums or whatever and uh, so Yahoo offered the the thing you could pay for again. Uh, it, it just, it was totally mismanaged and, uh, the, uh, the way they tried to make it work to compete with Instagram, um, ruined it, uh, for a lot of people who didn't want to use it like Instagram. And it was never enough like Instagram that anyone using Instagram was going to switch to it, uh, because there was, it was, it had a worse photo editing experience, um, with aviary uh it had a a terrible uh buggy app that would glitch out and take forever to load uh they would have just a, a very inconvenient method for uploading and tagging and moving things around um because it was all sort of reverse engineered from making it work with this on the back end this old system on the back end and there are parts of this website where 
if you go into edit collections or albums or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll bring up that old busted ass uh, 2006 <laughs> um, like view of of everything, uh, and you can manage your geotags there. It's it's it is just uh it's a mess. It's a real big mess, and uh, you can thank the successful work of Marissa Meyer. Uh, and if you uh, are like me and just logged in this morning to try and check it out. Uh, and see what was going on, and the answer is nothing's really changed since 2015, uh, then you were greeted with the the oath, um, you know, member agreement thing. Like, please agree to our new privacy policy that requires arbitration and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so uh, I think it's a good thing that SmugMug is acquiring them. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so SmugMug came along and said, hey... Uh, what a wonderful kind of day. No, uh, they they came along <laughs> and they said, we want to buy uh, Flickr. And the company that now owns Flickr, wasn't that Verizon, uh, mm-hmm. apparently agreed to it um, and said, sure. And Smug Mug is, and I have an article uh, that I wrote up about it uh, that I'll share with Joe. Um, Smug Mug is, basically... Wait, which Joe is that? Is that me? That is you, Joe, yes. Okay, uh, just checking. <laughs> Wait, did I forget to... Sh- are you throwing shade? Did I forget to show an article with you or something? No. I just wanted to make sure you were going to share an article with me. I don't want to be left out. And have you sending articles to some other Joe? <laughs> yes, the other Joes. Um, I've got four other Joes that I could uh, send it to. Anyway, um, it, it's an article about Flickr being published by, by SmugMug. So... SmugMug says, look, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. SmugMug actually came out before Flickr did. And uh, it is also a photo sharing and photo storage solution. Um, They want to buy Flickr and basically take it back to its roots. Um, the, The idea is that SmugMug has always been a place where professionals semi-professionals and people who are sort of aspiring photographers could come together and, you know, critique other uh, each other's photos and share each other's photos and like each other's photos and talk about photography and blog about photography and things like that. Well, and, that's, and also to sell photography, too. Yes, um, yes, that's yeah. important. And Flickr used to be many of those things. And, you know, the, the community is still there, as Joe noted, have sort of gone to 500 picks and, um, and SmugMug. And so SmugMug seems to be focused on that. What's interesting is that, well, there are two things that I think are interesting. Um, one is that SmugMug, when asked sort of what is the plan for the future of Flickr, they were like, we don't really know what we're going to do. We are just buying it now and we'll figure it out later. And the CEO was like, that's how we've done things with SmugMug. We listen to our uh, our customers and our uh, users and we make changes based on their feedback. And the other thing that was interesting was uh, what he says in um, whenever sort of asked about how it's going to be set apart. We don't mind our customers set apart from things like Google Photos and Facebook and Twitter, as we were just talking about, and Instagram, places where you can post photos and have no problem seeing them. It says, we don't mind our customers' photos for information to sell to the highest bidder or to turn into targeted advertising campaigns. So he's basically holding to the fact that SmugMug and Flickr are places where you can store your photos and share those photos and you're not going to have facial recognition and 
you know, creepy things like that getting in the well, way. That reminds me, one of the features that they added um, to to Flickr in Marissa Meyer's tenure uh, was that it would automatically tag photos with what the computer thought was in the photo. Um, this is similar to what uh, Apple and Google do, where they automatically uh, put sort of invisible metadata on on things. And so, if you search for a photo of a dog or a cat, and you have a photo that looks that the computer thinks is a dog or a cat, it'll turn up. Um, only it actually like puts the tag in text at the bottom, uh, and it just suggests them in all of your photos and it can use those tags, uh, for part of the presumably ad experience that you enjoy. Um, so cause Yahoo. Um, so whatever. Yeah. Um, ultimately I am glad that Flickr has been snapped up and will, you know, hopefully live a, a new, better life. We'll see. Um, and whether it stays, I mean, right now they're keeping it as a separate entity. I don't know if that's always going to be the case, but it is the case right now. And, uh, smug mug seems pretty, pretty enthusiastic about the whole thing. So, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. I'm interested to see how you're going to convert, uh, the accounts um, to whatever they're yeah. going to be. That's almost because, never elegant. No. And I mean, I don't really, I don't want any of this sign in process to go through Yahoo anymore. If you know, they're going to have another system. So it would be nice if they offer some migration to whatever they're going to do. Um, but uh, it was interesting that that was uh you know your account migration was a hang-up of the initial system and it'll be a, a new bold future for them to look forward to uh was more account creation issues but uh i i think it's a good thing that they're buying it for the time being and running it as is um so they can figure out what they can do uh with it it's they're probably going to have to figure out a singular system for both smug mug and Flickr for consolidation. So they may end up just migrating this over to the same tools that smug mugs already using. Um, but the, the, it's good that they're evaluating what it is. Uh, I have no experience with smug mugs tools or systems or anything like that. So I, I'm interested to see what that might look like. I have a hard time believing it would be worse than what Flickr has. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I created yeah. a Smug Mug account um, at one point. I'm, I'm looking now. I wonder if I ended up deleting it because uh, I'm trying to log in and it's not letting me. Uh, let me see. And I can't remember why. There was, there was a period of time where... Um, something was closing down or, or something like that. And smug mug gave you a place to sort of transfer your photos over very simply. Um, oh, was it Everpix? <laughs> Everpix. Does that sound familiar to me? Everpix. What's Everpix? That was, uh, one of those, uh, we'll store your photos in the cloud things. Hmm. And then they closed down. <laughs> Maybe. Cause yeah, it's not it, a sustainable it, business model. <laughs> yeah, it, it must have been something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, it was, yeah, there was some service where I had I had stored my photos and SmugMug was saying, hey, we will, we will take them for you 
and uh, and upload them and keep them safe and love them and hold them and cherish them forever. Uh, so put them here. It'll be great. And um, that is that like that was the one that I ended up putting stuff on. But I think I ended up just deleting it because um, again, like I said, I can't I can't find can't find any smug mug account that's mine. Um, so I must have, but I've got, I've got a, a login stored in my one password. Hmm. Well, uh, that, that is an interesting mystery, perhaps for another day. Uh, we, uh, but, uh, but yeah, long story short, Marissa Meyer ruined everything. So ruined thanks. everything. Yeah. Uh, now there is uh, another issue, uh, something that's not ruined, something that has been, in fact, improved. And I would say that thing that was, in fact, improved was inside of your home, and that was a smart garage door opener. Well, uh, Joe, it depends on if you could if you uh, include your garage as part of your home. So if we're going on definition, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. You, is, it, well, is it attached? In as much as you can say without giving away too many details about your home? <laughs> well, if you turn on, uh, on, on Cherry Boulevard and walk across Pillow Street, then you will come to a crossing. If you go past the Beehive, you've gone too far. Take a left and there's my home. Uh, it is a, it's an attached garage, uh, which I love. Um, I like the idea of being able to not ever use my front door. There's something so funny about that to me. Like I've got a smart lock on my front door and I used to, uh, when, when I lived in a, in a town home instead of a full on house, um, it, you know, I would use the auto unlock feature, which basically uses GPS and Bluetooth together, uh, where you, if you have your phone in your pocket, uh, GPS says, okay, you're in this bubble. Uh, now that you've set up and then as you're walking toward the door um, the accelerometer in your phone says okay you know this person is walking and then it uses the bluetooth signal and as the bluetooth signal gets stronger then the door says okay you're you're right next to me i'm gonna unlock now um now with my garage i just open the garage door and then i've got a door that leads into my laundry room that then leads into the rest of my house um and I prefer that method. Um, but I had uh, installed in the garage, and of course, uh, as is my way, um, I, for some reason, like here in the Midwest, and particularly, it seems, in Missouri, uh, the land the, the landowners um, are, are far more lax than I've heard from like other people's experiences uh, living in places that they don't own, um, where the agreement has been in the last two places that I've lived. So this one and the place that I lived previously, as long as things return to the way that they were whenever you moved in, uh, or you're willing to pay for anything that's changed that you can't sort of undo, then you're good as golden, right as rain. And so I uh, very carefully took down and took apart the uh, previous garage door opener. Um, it is so Chamberlain and uh, let me see, it's Chamberlain and goodness, what is it, Craftsman? I think it's Neville. That's not the one I'm... There's... Are you making a joke that I didn't get? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> it was a dumb joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Chamberlain and there's another garage door opener that's very popular. They're owned by the same company, and that's what I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, LiftMaster. So there's a LiftMaster garage door opener from 1997 or something in my garage. It still had like the the metal chain to open the garage door. Uh, newer ones have a belt drive with like steel wire built into it to to make it strong. Um, but the good thing is they're all over their uh their their sort of shape and and model and uh method for uh, installation are very similar so what i'm getting at is it was very easy to take down the one that was there already and replace it with the new one because a lot of the stuff was the same uh so the one that i just installed i'm going to find it so that it's the right i'm talking about the right one uh is a as I mentioned, a smart garage door opener. And what that means is it can be opened and closed using the using your phone. Um, and if you have the Chamberlain MyQ bridge, uh, then you can use HomeKit to control it, which is what I was super excited about. So this is called the... <clears throat> Smartphone controlled, ultra quiet and strong belt drive with battery backup and max lifting power. Chamberlain B970. <laughs> uh, it is a, it's a very pretty garage door opener, like as pretty as garage door openers can be, I would say. Uh, nice blue color. But, um, the installation process was super easy. I, like I said, it took, if you have a garage door opener already, then installing a new one is, is pretty simple. And if you don't, it's also still very simple. It's just a matter of making sure that you get measurements correct. Um, so I... Ajax error. Oh, no. Colon, get app setting. Interesting. Close. So I took, <laughs> down, I took down the other, uh, the other one and basically had to bolt in the new garage door opener, hang the new uh arm belt arm uh install the new belt install new safety sensors which those are the things that keep the garage door from crushing a tiny kitten or something like that um it's like a a, it's like a a beam of light that gets shot a a beam of invisible light gets shot across and whenever the connection breaks then it will uh keep the garage door from closing down uh what's super cool is that these modern garage door openers, the little control unit that you have like in the garage where you can hit the button to uh, open and close your garage door, it also has a motion sensor built into it. And so when I open my door now to my garage and walk out, the lights that are in the garage door opener automatically turn on, uh, which I, I find to be very nice. On top of that, it also has a weather uh, readout on the the little door thingy and uh, the time, uh, which which I find again to be kind of nice. And then the lights will turn off automatically after a period of time. Um, but does it does it tell you the humidity? It does not. It does not tell me my humidities, which is so sad. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it does it just has the the current temperature? Um, but the the main the main thing now is that uh, again Chamberlain. Chamberlain's MyQ and the uh, LiftMaster MyQ uh, was the option to use the Chamberlain or LiftMaster app to control your garage door opener. But then when HomeKit came out, um, Chamberlain and LiftMaster announced that they were going to support uh, new 
they were going to support HomeKit eventually, and they they did. Uh, and so you have to buy a special bridge that essentially works as the middleman between the garage door and your uh, iOS devices. And uh, the lovely world of bridges. Yes, the lo- the the very lovely world of bridges. But I will say, like I. Uh, what I love about this, th- this is this is a luxury through and through. And um, I'm going to be reviewing this uh, product, and I, I install it. And so this week, I'm going to be playing around with it and seeing what it's like. Um, but th- certainly a luxury. What I had before is um, an Elgato Eve. Uh, what is it? Contactless. Um, oh, I can't. I can't think of what it's called. But basically, it's this little tiny magnetized uh device that has you you put it's usually used for doors you put one part on uh the door and then one part on the door frame and then it can tell whenever that magnet magnetized section is split and so then it's like okay the door is open or the door is closed well i would often find myself going uh because i've had trouble with my garage door in the past with getting it to close uh again the other one was so old i replaced the batteries i looked up instructions on how to uh, extend the antenna that was built into the garage door opener. And I would have trouble getting it to close. I'd have trouble getting it to open. I had all this, these, these problems. And uh, so I would leave the house and then sort of wonder, did I stick around long enough to make sure that that garage door actually closed? And so I installed one of these on the door. So that, excuse me. So I installed one of these on the door to make sure that it was actually closing and uh, wasn't left open whenever I was gone. And so I could look on there and see, okay, uh, the contact is in place and I know that it's closed. So this is an even more accurate and uh, better option for me to be able to not only tell when the garage door is open or closed, but again, also to be able to control the garage door using my smartphone and give people access to my home if they need it from from the garage. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about it. And then on top of that, like I said, it's newer, and so the antenna works just fine. And I could use the normal remote control that's uh, in my car to un to open the door. And because it's got that that close that quiet belt drive. Uh, with some anti-vibration technology, uh, it sound it it doesn't have much of a sound like the other ones. So I am very pleased with this. I know um, I've seen some people in the past uh, talking about wanting to add HomeKit to their garage door opener and not exactly sure how to do it. Um, so you you basically have two options. You can buy a Chamberlain. Oh, well, if you have a MyQ, uh, and you'll know because it's always printed on the actual garage door opener. But if you have a MyQ garage door opener already, then you just have to get the MyQ bridge. Um, if you don't, you can get a MyQ garage door opener and a MyQ bridge. And if you don't want to do either of those things, you can get a MyQ bridge and then Chamberlain also makes a device that's sort of a an all a multi-purpose uh, garage door opener. So you use the MyQ home bridge paired with the um with the multi-purpose garage door opener and it will let you connect. 
uh, that way. So there are many what, what ways you, to get what do you, what do you What do you mean by multi-purpose? Well, or, or I should say universal. That's that's the better term. Um, so I, I'm looking for. I'm trying to find this actual device uh, here so that I'm not uh, misquoting. Hold on one sec. Is it like an adapter of? There it is. Okay, so previous it's called, systems. Well, it's called the MyQ Smart Garage Hub. Uh, and what this, <laughs> I, yeah, these are all such silly names. Um, yeah. What this does is it has basically a little emitter in it. It's it's sort of like what you're using to turn off your what is it your AC. Um, this just has a little emitter in it that is tuned to garage doors, and you install it inside of your garage. Um, and then it comes with this little sensor that you put on the garage door itself that it has like, a, I think, an accelerometer built into it. So it can tell when the garage door is open and when it's closed. Um, and your phone connects to this hub, which connects to the Wi-Fi in your house. And so you can tell your phone, hey, I want to open the garage door. Your phone tells the Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi tells this hub which then emits that signal to unlock your to open up your garage door. Um, so that will work with the MyQ app. But if you want it to work through HomeKit, then you also have to get the hub. So you have to get the or sorry, the bridge. And I know that's very confusing. So if you have a garage door that is either way <laughs> too way too basically any garage door that doesn't have um, MyQ built in then those are all the things that you would have to do. You got to get a MyQ smart garage hub and a MyQ bridge. And you pair those two things together and then you are able to access all of that through HomeKit. Um, unfortunately, this is the one thing that I did want to note. Um, there are not many other options right now, uh, at least ones that aren't as... <laughs> aren't as arguably simple as this. I mean, this is literally just buy two products and connect them to your home Wi-Fi and then, uh, you know, make sure that the signal is correctly tuned to work with your garage door and then you're done. Um, there are other products where you can sort of like take apart your garage door opener and run some wires and install these third-party hubs and all this other stuff. They're way more complicated than this. Um, so if you don't have, I think Chamberlain and, uh, Liftmaster sort of have a, a chokehold on the market a little bit, at least in the, the U S cause you look in most, many people's homes, I won't say most people's homes, but many people's homes, and you're going to find either uh Chamberlain or Liftmaster. Liftmaster is the, uh, sort of the, the, um, oh goodness, the contractor sort of professional, uh, side of things. And so, you know, a, a contractor would go to Lowe's and part of their deal would be to, to, to buy these, these lift master devices and Chamberlain is the, uh, consumer focused model. So, uh, they're the same company and that's why the garage door openers look very similar because they're essentially the same thing. It's just, uh, one company is more for the professional market. Interesting. Yeah, it's all very complicated and silly, I realize. Um, but if it gets me not thinking about whether I've closed my garage door when I'm out of the house, <laughs> then I'm I'm quite pleased with it. Yeah, particularly if you don't have you regularly lock the door in between. I can see it, how that would yeah, I don't. produce some anxiety. Uh, so please, whenever you get past the beehive and see my house, don't don't try to to break in. I like how you keep bringing up beehives. 
<laughs> um, but uh, uh, just just uh, as a segue for uh, for people who uh, may not know this from uh, the internets, uh, Micah was uh, a, g- a guest on a very very special member bonus episode of uh, Do Focused. Um, the podcast I do with my with my buddy uh, Dan Sturm and uh, and Micah's buddy Dan Sturm, the internet's buddy. Dan, well, I mean, no, he's a little grumpy. Um, but uh, he, <laughs> we uh, we talked about uh, 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 Micah had fond memories of the B movie and it was on Netflix, and so we watched the B movie. Um, we neither, none of us had fond memories of that experience uh, after having watched it, but we had a, a good discussion, a very fun discussion. Um, but that is uh, only available if you are a member of the Incomparable. Um, you can, of course, um, sign up and uh, that's uh, then cancel immediately, I guess. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the the just just uh, give that a whirl, I guess. But that's a that's a perk that we do uh, once a year. And last year it was uh, Scott McNulty, and we did Lost in Space. Um, so that was that was fun, 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 fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, go 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 check that out maybe uh it's it was a lot of fun to do uh i joke i've been sort of uh, joking online that you know this is a horrible thing and i'm embarrassed by it no it was a lot of fun uh it's silly and um i like that we took an all-around just trash movie and uh (laughs) had a lot of fun talking about it and surrounding surrounding themes and subjects so it's it's challenging material, uh, but it was a lot of fun to do. Yes, and I was very grateful for you uh, for making the time to do that. Well, um, I was very although, grateful that you asked. Although in the in the in the spur of the moment in the episode, it may not sound like I was super grateful. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought that was just part of the bit. So it was part of it was part of the bit. Um, but uh, but I was, I was just having anxiety about how I was going to try to edit it, and then we didn't edit it, so that really resolved itself yeah, quite well but there was like no editing done i was uh a little nervous about that it, I, honestly what i know you know this is a little off topic but what was so funny to me is i in as we were starting to talk about it like at the be- very beginning of the show uh there came a point when i started to panic a little bit because i was like i don't know how like they, they are not enthusiastic about this movie at all and I mean, I wasn't either, but I was sort of like trying to find things to talk about about the movie. But we sort of moved through the movie so quickly. I thought, oh, no, this is going to end. I, I picked a bad movie. This is going to end up turning out horribly. And then at some point, uh, suddenly it all just sort of fell into place and it ended up working out. But I did have a moment of panic like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. What, what did I do? Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I'm happy it, it all worked out in the end. Mm hmm. I'm grateful to you for for making the time again. Uh, but uh, I think that wraps it up for us today. Um, unless you had uh, any any final closing thoughts. Um, go forth and be happy. Is that be happy? It is just for you, Joe. Everybody else just is a, just one e, but you get two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy your your Tuesday with your nice black. Well, I forgot what I had said earlier. Black gold. Uh, black gold. Black gold coffee. <laughs> Should we just call this episode Black Gold? Um, yeah, but uh... <laughs> Black Gold. Texas okay. tea.
No, Texas tea is not coffee. Texas tea is oil through and through. Uh-huh. 